Hi! Hey! And welcome to a special episode of the Cordial Catholic Podcast. This was a really fun episode to do. Okay, so I, uh, my good friend Keith Nestor, a Catholic convert and apologist, you may know him, and myself often joke about being Catholic Keiths. Two Keiths named Catholic. Oh, no, 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 no. Two Catholics named Keith. Wow. I'm going to leave that in. That's not being edited out. I love that. And we met Keith from Grassroot Catholic. And we met Keith, and Keith was on my show. He was on Keith Nestor's show. And and Keith from Grassroot Catholic said, guys, I want to arrange the three of us to do a live stream together. So we arranged that, got it on the calendar, and I heard nothing else from him for like two more months. And I'm a I'm I'm a planner. I'm a the personality that wants to take charge and plan things, put in the calendar, have a game plan, ready to go. And it was the morning of our live stream with the three Catholic Keiths. And I emailed you know grassroots Keith and I said, hey, what's the plan? He said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a plan. But what are we doing? <laughs> and so I took slight charge of the operation. But even still, this guy's was I think the most chaotic thing I've ever been a part of since my own bachelor party, which I didn't plan, which is why it was so chaotic. It, this is. A really good time, completely off the wall, completely bonkers, uh, conversation with three Catholic Keiths. We touch on what we love about being Catholic, and Catholic controversies, uh, questions about saints, and other kinds of things along the way, uh, our highlights from, from being Catholic, and it, it, there's great stuff in here, it's also totally crazy. So I thought, offer it to you guys as a special episode of the podcast, it's available also on YouTube to watch if you want to watch the chaos unfold, or listen to it here if you'd like as a special episode. So please do, do listen uh, and enjoy, and if it makes you go crazy, I'm sorry, send me your feedback, love to hear it, kind of. It's also just off the wall, but guys, I, I didn't plan this, so, so <laughs> please listen uh, and enjoy. Well, I think we're live. We're I, live. I think dude. we're going uh, here. I think we're doing this. <laughs> it's the it's the Catholic Keith takeover uh, here. Uh, the the first step towards world 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 denomination. Oh my goodness! This is the summit of Keiths. Keith's uh, summit. Too many Keiths in the same room at the same time. K three. I can't even talk. It's the first step to world domination. Uh, three Catholic Keiths together at last. Uh, uh, welcome to our live stream. I have never been a part of something so disorganized since I think my bachelor party, which I didn't even plan. I was part of, obviously, but uh, this this is approaching pandemonium levels of disorganization. But we're going, we're live, we're here, uh, so thank you. Guys, I, I'm not running this thing, but de facto have become the leader of this small gang of Keiths. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. But I thought we'd begin by introducing ourselves uh, so that those on other channels and those listening on the podcast will know whose voice is whose and, and whose is whose. So I'm not going to start. Uh, Keith Nestor, why don't you introduce yourself? Because no one's ever heard of you. You're the least popular of the Catholic Keiths, I think. <laughs> well, thank you, Keith and Keith. Welcome. So, yeah, my name is Keith Nestor, and I want to welcome everyone who's watching on my YouTube channel. It's good to see all you guys. I see some friends in the chat already. Um, and, uh, I am a convert to the Catholic faith I, from Protestant ministry where I spent about 22 years, um, working in ministry and became a Catholic in 2017. And, uh, one of the first things I ever did as a Catholic outside of my own little world was go on to this 
killer podcast <laughs> with another guy named Keith. And his name is Mr. Keith Little, who runs the Cordial Catholic podcast. So he's the Keith uh, next to me. And then uh, so I'm going to pass the buck over to him and then we'll get to the other Keith down there. Oh, the my, my goodness. It's not a true crime podcast. You say killer podcast. I don't think it's like a true crime. <laughs> Those are popular. This is a Catholic podcast, uh, the Cordial Catholic. So I'm Keith Little from the Cordial Catholic. Uh, it's uh, I like Keith Nestor. I'm a convert to the Catholic faith. I began podcasting about four years ago, uh, letting people like Keith on my show. I'm not always sure why to tell their conversion journey or to unpack pieces of, of, of Catholic belief, doctrine, dogma, uh, practice that look weird or strange to non-Catholics Christians on the outside, or new Catholics who are looking to dig deeper into their faith. So the whole point and purpose of, of my show is to showcase the beauty of the faith through conversion stories and through digging deeper into pieces of, of the Catholic faith. And I had on my show a while back uh, the person the Keith below me, uh, Keith from Grassroot Catholic, who has, like, I think, I don't know, just the coolest following, the coolest Instagram account, everything. Oh, it's the best. Everything yeah. you do, Keith, I am constantly yeah. amused by, including the <laughs> thumbnail for this YouTube uh, live stream, which, which again, just, I, it's awesome. So Keith, tell us, who are, who are you? Okay, well, thanks, Keith and, and Keith. Uh, yeah. I'm the non I'm I'm the... I'm the non-cordial Catholic uh, or ca- <laughs> non-cordial Keith. Um, no, so I I run an Instagram page. <laughs> I'm just going to wait until something. Yeah, there we go. Okay, I was wondering, just that awkward moment. So, yeah, I, uh, so yeah, my, my whole thing is uh, I, I, I'm i on Instagram mostly. I'll do, I do have quite a handful of, of individuals on YouTube, but I primarily use Instagram as a way to help kind of share some of the lost traditions of our Catholic faith to millennials. I'm a millennial. So um, wanting to share the things that I wish I would have known when I was a little bit younger. Um, And then obviously getting married, you start diving deeper and then you have kids. You're like, I need to get a baptized, a child baptized here. So it's just um, trying to share some of those. And and, and sometimes, you know, memes, funny videos uh, are thrown (laughs) along as well. (laughs) Yeah. And we did a, we did a uh, Instagram live, um, Keith and I did, and uh, <laughs> right around the time of, of um, I think it was Lent was beginning, and uh, I was I remember yeah. I was down in Hot Springs, Arkansas, on the on uh, on the, the end of our Rosary Crew trip, and I was walking through the park with my wife, and we had this this live uh, appointment, and we would we weren't quite back to the RV yet, so she's like, "You're gonna be, you better hurry." So we got on there. I remember we started. I was walking on the trail, like trying to get back to my to my uh, camper. Um, but yeah, I, I, both both of you Keiths out there have really interesting um, spaces that you occupy on the internet. You know, Keith Little, you're of course the, the podcast king. I mean, your your podcast is like top five in Uzbekistan <laughs> and uh, Southern Burma, and uh, I think like. I don't know, like some other places in the Far East, and you know, it, it occasionally, it occasionally, Keith, of course, you know, takes over the the uh, Instagram. I mean, we all just sort of pick up the crumbs from what he he lays down on there. Number one in India, in India. Yes, That's, yes. I'm just kidding. I've so, got Malta nailed down pretty tightly. 
<laughs> so I do have a couple questions for you guys being that, you know, people are picking up on the whole Keith thing. We're getting the Keith church, um, Keith Olick. Um, I, I just saw, I thought it great, you know, like Roman Catholicism and that can be like pictures of us with like weird hats on or whatever. Um, but, uh, is it just a, is it just me or do you guys get called Kevin all the time? <laughs> I don't know. I that was, was okay. That was part of one of my questions, but uh, yes, Kevin, I get Kevin so much. Kevin all the time. I'm at a point I, in my life where I'm just, I run with it. I do too. Yeah. I just, okay, I, yeah. I don't even try. We, we, we're new here in town. We've been here about a year, uh, a year and five days actually where we are now. We've just moved after 20 years in a town, moved to a new town and our neighbors our, our one neighbor from the get go started calling me Kevin. And I tried a few times. No, it's it, it, no Keith, Keith, <laughs> K E I. I've given, I've, I've given up. I figure, I figure he's in his eighties. He just might go before he, although I've hatched a plan. Like this is my new plan. Okay. So we're having a fourth child like next week, mm. uh, quite literally next week. And I figure we'll just do little birth announcement postcards, you know, picture of the baby picture and say like, you know, are all of our names of the family. And then he's got it there in print, but I'm, I'm sure you guys matter. know that it won't matter. Right. It won't matter. It won't. I, I think it, but it won't. It won't matter. Well, the, the trick here is that in, on the postcard or the card you're sending out, you put your own name as Kevin. <laughs> and people will have, like, oh, yeah, it's Keith. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Do you, do you also get Kaith? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, spelled K-I-E-T-H. Yeah. Have you ever met someone who spells their name K-I? Because I get no. that all the time. And if I did, I would probably punch him in the face and say, you're the, you're the reason. <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> Because you know there's one guy out there who spells it that way and is ruining it for all the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. I just, you know, more than meeting you, I met you first, Keith Nestor, a number of years back, and more than meeting a fellow Catholic convert, a fellow Keith was like what, for me, what I think first really deepened our friendship. Because when I asked you, hey, do you ever get called Kevin? And you said, oh my gosh, Yes. I think that like solidified for me our our lifelong friendship from from then on, Keith. Yeah, for sure. Although I did have one interesting experience. I was at a parish mission in Ohio, and they had you know signs around. I, I provide like flyers and stuff for for churches that book me to come and speak. <laughs> I remember this. And they're like really nicely designed flyers. I mean, they're they've got like photography and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, they look really good. And then there were the, like these. <laughs> Like pieces of like pastel construction paper that just said Larry Nestor here tonight. <laughs> Larry, Larry, yeah. I was like, Larry, that's a new one. That was my favorite. <laughs> but they had them both up. They had the regular flyers, and then I'm like, is there another guy named Larry Nestor coming around here? But um, no, it was just a mistake. You know, it happens. It happens. I but love that. yeah, you know, I feel like there's, you know, since I've become Catholic. I just, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've met so many amazing people and you guys are, are on that list. And, and I just, for, for our audience tonight, which is people from all three of our YouTube channels, especially Keith Grassroots, who just literally started his YouTube channel 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> nine. nine, nine. Yeah. Uh, I want to welcome all the people from his channel, but uh, tell us a little bit about your, your faith journey in the year 2020. Okay, so 2020 was a crazy year for each of us, yeah. but I want to hear like what that looked like for you um, 
Starting with, uh, let's start with Keith Little here. Wow, you're taking over the hosting duties. I, I like this. Wow, Thank you. look at that. I appreciate, I appreciate this. Uh, was that me? You said, you said Keith <laughs> yeah, Little? Yeah, you're Keith Little. Because you were talking and I wasn't really listening to what you were saying. <laughs> I just thought, wow, he's... I'm 6'2", come he's on. talking so much. <laughs> yeah, you know what? 2022 for us was an absolute unhinged year. I mean... No, it, I said 2020, <laughs> not 2022. <laughs> 2020. Pay attention. No, you said 2022. That's so that's so recent. We want to know about 2020, man. 2020. Do I have to think back to 2020 now? What happened in 2020? Yes. I don't yes. know. I don't remember that far back. I don't remember three three no, years. I had to look at the calendar. I, I three years ago? I don't. I don't know what happened back then. All right, fine. 2022. Have it your way. <laughs> what happened in 2020 that's so important for you? Why don't you tell us first what happened to we just well, 2020 was like the year I, the, the year that I started doing ministry stuff full time, you know, and wow. I had just quit my job to, to, because I had all these speaking events lined up and this book coming out and all this stuff ready to rock. And I literally quit my job. I told my boss, my last day is February 27th, you know, and my first traveling thing was down to Lafayette, Louisiana on March wow. 13th. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was on the way home. Like my, and I had something that weekend and, and everything got canceled. Like, boom, all right there on the spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which wow. kind of threw our whole world into a tailspin, but it was mm. really, that was the impetus for the starting of the rosary crew, yes. you know, our, our live, okay. our live stream rosary group. Cause that wouldn't have happened if, if um we were supposed to be, my family was supposed to be on a overseas trip to Rome but we, we didn't go. We ended up not going because the coronavirus was shutting everything down. Mm. And yeah. if we had gone, I don't even know if we'd have the rosary crew. Yeah, that's true. That's wow. an amazing story. I remember that now because you literally were launching like you, you imagine you, <laughs> you feel a calling from, from God to really quit your full-time job to begin your oh, ministry. Two, at yeah. the time I had two full-time I remember, jobs. I remember that. <laughs> Cause when I talked to you on, on, on my show, after seeing your video on YouTube way back when you were, you were working, you were working not in ministry anymore, not as a Protestant pastor, you right. were Catholic and you had, you were mm-hmm. holding down jobs and you quit those jobs and then <laughs> get geared up to get things going. And then everything shuts down. Like that's crazy. That's yeah. wild. It was nuts. And that, but then I, that's the impetus for you to start the rosary army, right? We're all locked in at home for two weeks. Remember, it was two weeks at the start. That was the the shutdown. Mm-hmm. And I remember you began, you thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to try do, doing this thing, like, you know, praying the rosary together for those of us who are all separate. And gosh, didn't that grow into something amazing, Keith? Like that's an it's, amazing. We're still doing it every day. <laughs> I, mean, I just did it two hours ago. So we've been praying the rosary every single day since March 18th of wow. 2020. That's insane. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's incredible. The, the, and it, you know, it's evolved into so much, but um, yeah, that, that was, you know, then 2020, I mean, that was really, it started with going on the journey home and I was the last guest to film before they shut down. I think oh, I was the last interview that Marcus wow. Grove, I did. Wow. Um, wow. And then, you know, then everything went crazy, but you know, and that just goes to show you, it's like God knew that didn't surprise God. He knew what was going on, but I think if he would have said to me, okay, you're going to quit everything, get all this stuff lined up and everything's going to have the, you know, the carpet yanked out from underneath you still want to do this. I don't know. Yeah. 
but imagine if I, you know, I try to imagine on top. Imagine if I hadn't, you know, it's like, I know it's been amazing. So what about you, Mr. Grassroots? How was your 2020? Uh, It was a blast. (laughs) When did you, uh, when did you start your, your Instagram account? When did you first start uh, doing that? 20 May of 2021. Okay. Tell us, tell us what that, how did that start? Yeah. Yeah. For anybody that's wondering, uh, Keith's Instagram account is called Grassroots Catholic. Go and sub- follow his channel right now. No, there's Thank no you. root. There's no that's root. It's grassroots. Grassroots. Sorry, grass the grassroots okay. is a different guy. It's, it's a different Keith. That's a different guy. It's an additional cross that I have to bear that you guys don't have to deal with. It's a Keith first and then the grassroots Catholic thing, the <laughs> estimate. It's okay. That's true. It's okay. Uh, I don't, I, it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, so initially, so my, my side hustle has been like acting. Like I've, I've had a talent agency, I got commer- uh, auditions for commercial work, some film. And when COVID hits that completely stopped. Uh, mm. and so I was like, well, okay, well I need to, I need to <clears throat> use my creativeness. I need to get the, those juices flowing. Otherwise I just get depressed. Um, and so I try to figure out different ways to do it. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll do something Instagram. I don't know. Uh, I'll play around with that. And I'm like, wait, I can use my faith and 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 do something for him. And also, because within the industry, you, you guys understand, it's not really faith-based, or at least it wasn't back then. It's now getting to see more of that, thankfully. Um, but then once things started getting back into gear, it was like, uh, hey, in order to audition, for this role that you probably won't get, um, we need to see your vaccination status. I'm like, ah, ah, well, I don't know. Uh, no, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, and then it was like, well, you need a booster card you need to show us to audition. And it was just like one thing after another. And I'm like, well, I, I just don't have that. So I'm just going to count myself out on that. And then I just ended things amicably with my agency last year because I was like, well, just, I get more fulfillment out of this as opposed to being on a, on a taco time commercial, uh, <laughs> taco. So taco time. Yeah. I was on a taco time commercial. It's a Southwestern, uh, I'm sorry, Northwest. Yeah. Northwest Pacific Northwest establishment. I like <laughs> this okay. comment from Joan. Can you, <laughs> Hey Keith little, can you put the comments up on the screen? I don't know. Click on Jones. Click that. on Jones' comment. It says, "Dear Keith, you have my permission to take over the world before the devil does." Oh, look at this! <laughs> I have, so I have not done a live stream before, Jones. <laughs> you didn't know you could do that, did you? So That's everybody amazing. watching, Keith wow. Little's running this thing. My hands are off this thing, so you know. I don't know how to run so this. He, he's never done this before, so if uh, you now we got you interrupted Taco Time. I'm sorry. I just. I it's just, okay. I got distracted. Worthy of Keith. <laughs> It's okay. So ideally it was just, um, those circumstances that fell into play. And I just, I, I like creative control. And, and so this was the ability to kind of dwell on that and, and kind of going back to what I mentioned, what my channel is about and it's kind of blossomed. I, it's not me. I can't imagine. I mean, it's partial me, but it's mostly, you know, his will, but yeah. So that's it. So are you, tell us about, are you a family man? I'm a family man. Married. I have three, technically, one along the way. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, means. <laughs> I'm going to let you figure that one out. Oh, uh, math is not my strongest suite. Oh. So, uh, no, it can't, coming to three took a long time. There, so <laughs> I wouldn't say. 
<laughs> he's an yeah, actor. I'm, family, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an actor. <laughs> that's great. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's great. So, yeah. I love it. I have a question for, for you, you Keiths. What has been your most controversial content that you've posted, that you've done a podcast on? Oh. What has it been? Oh. Well, Keith, well, I know that Keith Nestor likes to poke the bear. I've seen a few things he's posted. <laughs> what? That are, no, you, and you've told me this too. You, you said things that are a little bit spicy or, or, you know, or I see video and go, oh yeah, he's trying to, he's trying to get things riled up there. You know, because I, I know a lot of, you have a large audience on YouTube and a lot of, you, I get these too, the, the pretty intense uh, anti-Catholic comments from people who really have mm. an axe to grind. I know, Keith Nestor, that you have sometimes responded cordially, mind you, to, <laughs> to some of these comments in your own videos. So oh, you can answer this, but I know you have, a, I know you have some controversial content out there. Well, okay. So I have to ask the question though, controversial to whom? Because oh. do you mean within Catholic, with Catholic people, or do you mean like within Protestant people? Because if you're going to say the most controversial thing that Protestants get upset at me about, I got a long list. Um, <laughs> but if it's about like Catholic, a Catholic, Catholic thing, okay. Yeah. That's going to be a little bit different for me. Cause I, I am not one to try to be controversial in the Catholic space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a few reasons for that. Uh, but mainly for me, it's because, I, I want like my, the purpose for what I'm trying to do really is to be helpful to people and help them grow in their faith. And if something I say is controversial to somebody on accident or whatever, they have a different opinion about it. That's fine. But I am not going to purposely make controversial statements within the Catholic space to try to get people to click on my videos and watch my mm-hmm. stuff. I'm just not doing that. There's two, there's a lot of people that do that. Yeah. And I'm just not going to do it. And and it doesn't mean that I don't have opinions about things. It doesn't mean that I don't have my own take on stuff or that I'm wishy-washy because I'm, I'm not, I'm a very opinionated person, but I I don't want to, I don't want to um, sing that song. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's, that's the lowest hanging fruit in YouTube land is Mm -hmm. trying to incite fear or anger in people in order to get them to watch your channel. And I would say this, if you're trying to grow a YouTube channel, you do those two things and that will happen. Right. Or you become really like, you know, appeal to people's flesh, which none of us are doing that. But like in terms of, um, <laughs> Keith little totally is, I was going to say, but, um, anyway, so I think you understand what I'm saying. Right. So like, so, but I would, I would say that like, if there was anything that I've talked about that has been kind of controversial in the Catholic space, you know, I mean, it's pretty tame compared to other people, but I've made some videos talking about my experience in the, in the TLM, you know, the Latin mass. And some people just get triggered by that. Even if I'm not coming across or trying to come across as some sort of like liturgical purist or some kind of, I'm a better Catholic than you are. Cause I go to the Latin mass. I don't do that, but some people just are triggered by that. So like, I could just say, Hey, I really like the Latin mass. And I, I've had people that have just railed on me and said, well, you know, you're a, you're a, you know, a snob or you're this or whatever. And, and if they do that, that's on them. But, um, yeah. 
So I would say probably that. And the other thing that I've said that's been controversial a little bit, I haven't really like gone super deep dive, but I have made, I have, um, I've talked about things like Mejigoria because I, I have, a, I have a, it's part of my story. Um, I don't make videos about why you should believe in Mejigoria or whatever, but just when I tell my testimony that plays into that, some people get controversial about that, but I will say this. I have one other thing I want to say about this, then it'll be Keith's turn. Um, <laughs> Like the thing that has generated the most heat from other Catholics to me has been stuff that I think is just so stupid and goofy that people get worked up about. Like, oh, well, you know, like you get hyped up when you talk about things, you know, you're too intense. You so, you don't sound like a Catholic. I had somebody the other day say, well, you don't look like a Catholic. I'm like, what does a Catholic look like? <laughs> Like one person told me, they said, you're, you, you're just trying to be a tough guy. And I'm, th- I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like five, six, 160 pounds. I'm not trying to be a tough guy. Right. Like that ain't happening. But, but some people are just kind of offended by just my personality, I guess. And because I'm not either like super prim and proper and wear a suit. You know, I had a lady one time get mad at me because I wore a t-shirt like this. <laughs> I wore a Harley Davidson t-shirt one time when I still had a Harley before I had the Indian. And some guy told me that that was not Catholic. Um, so, like, that's the kind of stuff that people get after me about is that I'm not, I don't look the part of whatever kind of Catholic they think I should, or they don't like my background, or they don't like the music in my video. I get that all the time. Oh, what's this demon music? You know, the intro to Catholic <laughs> feedback that's just like <sighs> instrumental guitar playing, you know? <clears throat> people are people. So, I don't know what to call that other than just um, people just not liking me or whatever, which is totally understandable, but I don't like step into a lot of controversial stuff. What about you, Mr. Little? I, I, I'm not controversial. I'm Canadian, first of all. And, uh, and I'm, it's the cordial Catholic. It's really an aspirational title. So I, I try my best to be, to be cordial. So I don't rock the, the I have not rocked the Catholic world. Uh, I don't think, but there's plenty of, plenty of non-Catholic Christians and very angry people that don't like things that I post. And I think one of my most controversial videos that I posted was an interview that I, I absolutely loved. It was with a guy called Dr. Brad Gregory, and he doesn't do very many interviews. So I got him. I don't know how I got him. He won't come back on the show because he said, you know what? That, that was enough. Like, I don't, I don't do these normally. I don't want to do any feedback or follow up. And he is a, he is a, he's a professor um, of, <clears throat> I think history somewhere. I can't remember where he is, but his whole thesis, he's a Catholic, is how the Reformation kind of ruined the world and all the unintended consequences of the Protestant Reformation. And he, he just, he just nailed it. It was amazing. His, hmm. our interview was just so thorough. Like he, he explains very clearly why the Protestant Reformation has really, uh, uh, the the echoes of that has really dismantled kind of Christianity in in general, and we see now you know issues around sexuality, issues around like morality, issues around you know all kinds of things, all the all the different kinds of problems we see today in the world that that we see and and, and go what's going on. He can kind of trace back to the Reformation and that kind of undoing and that kind of the, the idea of private interpretation of scripture, the idea of no more kind of corporate church, but each person with their Bible interpreting kind of things and the fracturing of that into the denominations. So that that interview, I, I loved it. It was amazing, but very controversial, obviously, because mm-hmm. his 
his kind of conclusion is pretty dramatic and rubbed a lot of people the wrong mm. way who, who watched that. I mean, the thing is, it, it was so thorough. Like his, he's, he's, he's got it. Like this is, this is why we live in a world we live in now. It's, it's quite clear tracing mm. this out in, in large part, the reformation kind of dismantled some of these structures. So you watch that and you, your response can be just kind of close your ears and close your eyes and ignore that or, or get angry and try and, you know, rail back at him but it, it that was interesting the other thing that i think that i love i i a while ago recorded a video one of my driving to to work videos that everybody hates because they always comment get get, get, get and honestly guys like my phone is is mounted on the, the dashboard i'm looking straight ahead i'm not looking at the camera i'm looking and i'm driving like it was this, you know i could talk to a passenger in the car and be totally safe talking and driving i'm not distract i'm not looking at I, Anyway, those comments are always hilarious, but I made one on, on Sola Scriptura, and the, and the question was, you know, one-minute video, where is Sola Scriptura in the Bible, was my question. And I kind of just talked about, really really briefly, how you can't find that in the Bible. You can impose it on the Bible, but as a Christian, that rule of faith, the, the Catholics would say, no, 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 there's more to it to being Catholic than just the Bible. There's tradition, there's a magisterium with the, with the Pope and the bishops, but as for Sola Scriptura, the Protestant, like the principle of Protestantism, it's not in the Bible. That was my video. And, and, and the video was, was called, Where is Soil Scripture in the Bible? And what, I, and what I love and why this is controversial is because there's a, a billion views and a billion comments, but every single comment, when it comes in, I, I look at it and I laugh because every single comment that comes in is somebody saying, well, where is Mary in the Bible? Where is the Pope in the Bible? And nobody, nobody is answering the question. And I'm like, guys, Yes, this is the whole point. Like you can't, you can't answer that question. So for me, it's controversial because it people just get mad about it and write comments. But I, but I, I'm gonna one day do a video, the, the compilation of all the comments on that video, and go look. You guys just proved my point because nobody is answering this question. Where is it in the Bible? And nobody has the answer. So I think that to me is controversial because that, that just keeps giving and giving and giving, but nobody's got, got, got that answer. So that's always interesting. Still waiting on it. What about you grassroots? Well, sometimes I like to stir the nest a little bit and then, and hear me out. It's not, uh, not to get clicks really. It's just, you know, there's a lot of people on, on both ends of the spectrum who really just stick into their bubble and I want to kind of pop it a bit. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm very much like the both of you. Like I, I'm never going to share and force my opinion on, you know, X, Y, Z topic just for the clicks uh, or, or for the views. But sometimes like I just look at the comments and I'm like, you think this way, but uh, maybe you should maybe not be so rigid or, or let like, maybe you should have a little bit more rigidity and and some of these things that you're, you're referring to. So sometimes that, you know, I, I like to kind of stir the nest a little bit, but not, but not be offensive about it. If that makes sense. Like, so like what, give us an example. Alrighty. So one thing that stirred the, uh, the nest is, uh, there was a reel I made, this was maybe like two years ago, maybe a year ago. I've, I've kind of kept it a little bit less. So, uh, my, my wife's my filter. So like, if I know something's gonna be a little controversial, I'll run it by her. And she's like, no, I'm like, okay, cool. All right. Guess I'll be saving that. Uh, but this one was, um, with an Instagram reels, there's, you know, you can put text on a screen and you can remove it. So, 
I had it like, uh, I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage of it, but it was leaving, leaving Catholicism because of priests uh, or something of that nature. Like, you know, don't, at the end of the day, that the message was don't leave Peter because of Judas. And I got a lot of angry Catholics and it might've been just Catholic by name uh, that stated, well, that was, there's been a whole bunch of bad priests out there. This is why. And then just all these excuses like, okay, hold on. Let's talk about this. Like, like they wanted, a, they wanted an excuse to leave the church. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> well, what about Jesus? Why would you, why would you say Peter? I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was probably my most controversial one. Yeah. Well, I had a video, um, made about me. Okay. So I'll tell you guys this story is really interesting. It's, 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 so I made this video about, um, once saved, always saved. Okay. Mm. And I'm against it by the way. And (laughs) that really like poked the bear of the independent KGV only Baptist or whatever. And several videos were made by other people about me and my content, mostly about me, not really about my content. But um, uh, one guy made a video and the video and, and I, I hate to, I haven't brought this up because I don't want everybody to go look at it. OK, but a guy made a video that literally the, the thumbnail of it is me in the flames of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and it says Catholic Keith Nestor is going to hell. And I'm like, I got to see this. So I watched it and the guy literally sounds like this. No joke. I mean, this guy probably also was a, a voiceover actor for the, you know, the mud bog um, events that they have at like at the state fair, you know, where it's like gear grinding, axle smashing fun. And he was like, Catholic Keith Nestor is going to hell. Let's pray. And then he, <laughs> he opened in prayer. <laughs> anyway, so he made this video. Well, my son, who's not Catholic, saw the video. And he actually sent it to a couple of his buddies and was like, check out what these people are saying about my dad. Well, one of those guys, he's like, you know, they're like 24, okay? One of those, one of those young men who he was, he was, sort of raised Catholic. He was baptized Catholic, went to Catholic school, but never really went into the, um, you know, into the church. He was actually in my youth group when I was a, when I was a Protestant, a youth pastor. And then he became an atheist and I'm like, Oh great. I did a really good job there. Um, he, he saw the video and then he started what he, he said it, it, it really made him begin to think, wow, if, if what Keith is saying is so, controversial. I got to find out more about this. So then he started watching all of my Catholic stuff and long story short, I met with him last week and he was, he's been like completely doing a deep dive on Catholicism and he's, he's Mm. like wants to join the church. So wants to come back to the church. So tomorrow (laughs) I'm taking him to daily mass, introducing him to uh, our priest. He's going to do his first confession very shortly. And he's going to like, he wants to jump back into his faith because some guy made a video (laughs) called Keith Netzer's going to hell. Ooh, backfired i love it i love it <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah and that's the thing that's what i i i videos like these right videos like even my, my soul sculpture tour thing and and stuff you make uh grassroot keith 
you know this, the more comments you get, negative or positive, the more people see that, right? So those negative comments, those angry people, that's just, they're just doing the Lord's work. They're just pushing that video out to more people, even with their angry comments. Like, that just means more people are going to see it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a great example, Keith Nestor, of, why, of, when, of when that backfires, right? Of, of when even behind somebody's angry intentions of putting you into flames of hell, which sounds pretty cool, actually. I want to see that. <laughs> and to hear that, right, you know, Christ can work through that for a positive thing, right, to, to bring somebody back. To, I, I love Amen. that. That's amazing. What about maybe your, I, I don't know, this is maybe too broad. Like, I I want to think about, like, your favorite thing about being Catholic. But is that too, is that too hard of a question to answer? Is that too broad a of, like, Canadian a... Canadian question. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be so controversial. <laughs> we also love the faith. We defend the faith because we love the faith, right? What are you? I don't know. Yeah. Is there is there nothing? Is there, is there... No, I say let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, you go first, Keith. Yeah, <laughs> go for it, Keith. <laughs> I, I think it means you, Keith. No, I just talked. It's your turn. Which yeah, me? I just said Keith. Keith yeah. yeah, I love it. Interpret how you want. I'll interpret that. Guys, I could be talking about myself in the third person. I don't know. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? Sign? Are you are you guys too young for Seinfeld? Nope. No. How old do you okay, think we so are? You know the Seinfeld episode where there's the guy Jimmy and he refers to himself in the first in the in the third person. Yeah. He's like, Jimmy. Jimmy, we'll see you later. Jimmy's new in town. <laughs> yes, we did that here. We'd be, in, we'd be in serious trouble. We would, wouldn't we? Yeah. 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 Favorite thing about yeah. being Catholic. All right. All right. All right. Keith. Keith will go ahead. Um, man, there's so many, you know, it feels like, I feel like this answer changes every, every few days. Yes. The truth is whatever my favorite thing about Catholic is whatever I'm thinking about in that moment. It's like whatever I'm focused on in that moment is kind of like when I go to a Chinese buffet, it's like whatever I'm eating in that moment is like, this is the best. And then I go eat that (laughs) thing. Like, Oh, that's the best. (laughs) But right now I think like what I'm really, what I'm really excited about in, in, in the Catholic faith is the beauty of the catechism. One of my buddies, he's on here right now. At least he was, his name's Aaron. Um, he's a Protestant pastor and um, he's been going through the catechism and reading it. And he said to me a couple weeks ago, we were having dinner at his house and he, he picked it up and he, he just goes, this is beautiful. Yeah. You know, this is beautiful. And he's read lots of different catechisms. I mean, he's a very well-read person but I'm just so thankful that we have a definitive statement of our faith that we can point to that cuts through all of the ambiguity, mm-hmm. confusion, and emphasis that people want to put on everything. Because everybody's got their thing that they would always talk about, that they'd always push, that they'd always, you know, whether it be like end times or, um, the gifts of the Holy spirit, you know, or what different people have their different little pet theology things that they love. And the, the catechism of the Catholic church just sort of takes it all together and says, this is what we're going to show the world. Our faith is. And I mean, I came out of the Methodist church that is completely falling apart right now because nobody can figure out what's going on. I mean, there was a NPR story I heard driving down the road this morning about the Methodist church falling apart. And, and even the people making the story thought it was, ridiculous how that was all going down. And I'm just like, and they were like, what's the answer? And I'm yelling at the, at the radio in my car. I'm like, become Catholic. So having a definitive (laughs) statement of faith that 
isn't just the product of human beings getting together and voting and deciding is probably my favorite thing right now. Mm. Man, that's definitely that that's just a huge thing. And so many people who ha- I have on my show talking about their conversion journeys end up mentioning that idea. Right. And I said something recently that I thought, I think it was actually pretty controversial. If we're talking about that still, yeah. the, the, but it's true. And it was that the Catholic church doesn't care what you think. That's right. And that's, that's really actually uh. super affirming. Like, that is, that is because so much of the world, so much of even, you know, you're saying the Methodist church, right? And for me, yeah. you know, Pentecostal, non-denominational church, it, it, it cares what you think in terms of it cares how you understand that theology and your, and your Bible. It, it cares because you, you can stop going there and go somewhere else that cares more the way you care to interpret scripture, right? But the Catholic church and the catechism, right? Is the definitive statement of of the faith. It doesn't care what you think. It's there. Mm. Take it or leave it. And that, like, I'm thinking of a Chesterton quote, right? Something along the lines of like, the the church is the one thing that frees man from being a slave of the age, right? Mm. And that's the whole thing, right? Take it or leave it. The Catholic Church teaches this. It says this comes from the apostles who Christ gave authority to bind and loose. Here's what we believe. We believe it's, it's it, the Holy Spirit has guarded this down through the ages. This is the actual teaching that Christ passed on. You can take it and, and love it and practice it and find the joy that we've all found in this, or you can you can take off. Like it's up to you. And and that that is so freeing coming from a, a background where we had to kind of wrestle out our own faith and hope that we were interpreting it properly. And if not, you know, leave that church or convince that church to change. And like you said, Keith Nestor, vote on certain things. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're voting. Is this how you understand this? Or is it understood this way? Like I, I have friends who are Methodists. I have friends who are Anglicans. And these big denominations that are just voting, voting on things, but much more freeing to, to be in a church that says, this is how it is. We believe that this is what the Holy Spirit has given us and passed down through time. Take it or leave it, right? And that sounds that sounds anti, not very cordial. It sounds dis- discompat, I don't know. Not very empathetic, maybe, to say this, yeah. But that's, that's what it is, right? And it, it you can choose to embrace that or, or not. And I guess the caveat is, a cordial caveat is, you can, you can not understand it all fully, and still embrace it, right? You don't have to have, you don't have to go, yeah, I understand every page of the catechism. I agree with all of it. I, it all makes sense. I'm, I'm going to become Catholic. There is, there is room to go, I don't quite get this all yet, but I think the church is what it says it is. And you can, you can make steps towards the church without having to understand it all, but accept that, yeah, the church is that church founded by Christ on the apostles, passed, passed down through time, right? If, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, those those are really good answers. I would say there's two 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 things that I really enjoy about it. One is somewhat related to to both of your answers. Where if I have a question about anything about Catholicism, there's always going to be an answer, like always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can search for it. Oh, there's the answer. Perfect. <laughs> there's no like ambiguity. There's no stonewalling. Like, why are you asking this question? There's something wrong with you type of situation uh, that you can see from, from different denominations. Like they don't want you questioning, but it's almost like, no question, like question, like you want to know the answer, don't you? Uh, so I love that about it. I also love when people start getting interested about your faith, like in person and you're like, yeah, okay, let's talk about it. Let's, 
let's go to adoration. Why don't we do that? That, that sounds like a fun. And then just let Jesus do his thing. Um, so yeah, there's probably two, two favorite things. I love that. that too. My, my son who just turned eight's also just begun altar serving, which I think that's a whole other, like nice. that's, that's not like a, uh, defending the faith. That's not like a catechism. That's not like, a, you know, this totally different way of other thing here mm-hmm. that I love with the faith, but just seeing, seeing through our son's eyes that practice of the faith like you know and talking to him about being that close to the altar and close to the miracle mm. of, of the consecration mm. of the eucharist and and serving the priest and and his joy and excitement he gets to ring the sanctus bell or he gets to you know do this different things i'm waiting for the day that they bring out the incense it happens depending on the priest it happens semi-regularly in our, in our parish depending who's serving mm. but the the one the one priest who's, who's often the incenser the one week modal are our, our our son's little buddy was sitting next to the thurible and it was just smoking like that. He was getting like smoked out. He was caught trying to, you know, not to cough in front of everybody. I'm like, and, and we were laughing like, and he's like, yeah, I want to do that too. That looks really cool. I'm like this, this smoke machine. But you know that seeing that through his eyes and the joy of, for my wife and I being converts to now pass on this faith that we, we like, we, you know, we chose to, to convert into because we loved it mm. and and wanted to embrace it, now passing that on to you know the first generation cradle Catholic, which is that's crazy, right? That we're raising <laughs> first generation cradle Catholics uh, as two crazy converts, but passing that on and seeing our kids embrace that is just is is amazing, right? You really you with fresh eyes you begin to kind of unpack again why you love these things with the faith and yeah. why you first fell in love with it. Mm. It's, it's amazing. I'm slightly jealous that both of you are converts slightly <laughs> because you probably know more than I ha- do know. And, and probably based in your, your previous, uh, previous lives with, you know, the knowing the Bible in the now I don't, well, I, well, I'm, I'm working on it. It's, it's a work in progress, but there's the, like, I have friends that are converts and I'm like, I'm so impressed by someone willing to just leave what they were doing before and, and join the Catholic church. Um, because it's not easy. I'm sure both of you had, had challenges and. Oh, and definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nestor gave up his, his livelihood. I mean, you're, you're, that's, yeah. that's, that's a wild thing to do. Keith. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I tell you what, um, I've never had a moment of regret from that. Mm. Um, the only moment of regrets I've had have been just, why didn't you do it sooner? Yeah. But you know, Mm. we can't, we can't, we can't dwell on that because God has, God has used everything, you know, even the tough things, even the mistakes, even the, you know, I love the way the book of Genesis ends with Joseph saying, you know, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And God can take Mm. even things that other people intend for evil and even things that we do that are evil or whatever, like, if those things are submitted ultimately to God's authority, then he can, he can work anything out. So we have to just trust that. So for me, leaving my, my career and livelihood, I don't know. I think God has just given me this incredible grace that I just, I don't know. It's weird. Like people say things to me sometimes like, Oh, I bet it was hard not being a pastor anymore because you did that for so long and you loved it, which I did. But it was, it was just almost like God has helped me to understand when doors are shut and doors are open and to truly not look back. I take that verse seriously where Jesus says, whoever 
puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for service in the kingdom of heaven. And I think that's a powerful verse for all of us, whether we're converts or whether we're cradle Catholics, because there's always going to be a part of us that is undergoing conversion. Mm -hmm. So grassroot, you're a convert too. It's just a convert from one thing that's different than what I'm a convert from. And Keith Little, he's a convert from something different than I'm a convert from. We're all converts. The point of the point isn't what are we, where did we start? The point is where are we going and where are we right now? And the truths that, that are applied in my life apply to everybody else's life too, you know, because those, those moments of, of sacrifice for holiness or faithfulness, those get applied across the board. And there are plenty of Catholic people who are cradle Catholics, but have to make hard choices. You know, they have to make difficult things on, um, you know, maybe they're engaged to somebody who is opposed to their faith. And they're saying, you know, I mean, I talk to people in this situation a lot. They're like, what do I do? You know, I, I've got this, this thing in my life that is against what the church is saying. And I want to get involved in my faith, but for me to get back into the church is going to require a whole lot of, of, of um, sacrifice and suffering. What do I do? That's what I'm talking about. Right. But we've got to remember that following Jesus isn't just about, well, I was Protestant, now I'm Catholic. It's discipleship is a constant daily conversion. Yeah. That's why we take up our cross every day to follow Jesus. That in and of itself is a, is a moment of conversion. <laughs> As a preacher. Yeah, my goodness. No wonder you're a world-renowned speaker, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back then. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take it back now. Yeah. I want to, you know, that that's, yeah, I love that, that daily conversion thing. And that's so true. Yeah, that's great. And one thing I love about the, the Catholic faith is that there are so many ways, and you know, this uh, grassroot Heath, there are so many ways to be and, and practice Catholic, like practice your faith as a Catholic that there's, I mean, you don't have to, you know, your daily conversion doesn't have to be the rosary every single day. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, reading scripture a certain way every single day or, or praying certain prayers every single day. There's so many ways to access the Catholic faith, to, to mm -hmm. deepen that walk with Christ, to, to, to daily, you know, reconvert to, to, uh, in, in your walk and to, to grow as a disciple. Like I'm thinking like, you know, you're a great uh, grassroot Keith, for posting videos on sometimes obscure things, obscure Catholic practices, you know, the, the scapulars and, uh, and consecrations. And I'm thinking all these things. I learned so much from you on these really deep dive, you know, really deep Catholic kind of practices that I, that it just for me showcased just how diverse the, the Catholic world is and how you could practice your faith in, in so many different ways. Like have you, have you discovered new new ways in to to be catholic through making the videos that you made or these things all you you knew ahead of time just are just sharing now because for me i'm like well i didn't know that or that or that like you have some pretty mm -hmm. deep dives into different catholic practices i think it's a little bit of both uh there's some things that i knew uh or experienced and then i mean i feel like there's always kind of what keith nestor sorry I feel awkward. I should just say Keith. Uh, what you just said before uh, about we're always almost like reconverting 
every day. It's kind of like that learning about our faith in general. Like there's never a point where we're going to know everything about our faith. It's always something is new uh, when you're, when you're doing research or you're just looking about the church, the plethora of different churches in the Eastern world. uh, There's so many different beautiful things that maybe we'll never touch upon, but it's always interesting to take some of those world viewpoints. Like, have you ever been to Byzantine divine liturgy? It's beautiful. Go to it. Um, No one, I mean, I didn't even know what a Byzantine was when I was in my (laughs) early twenties. And I had no idea that I'd like, yeah, there's an Eastern church. Okay. Uh, Western church is all I knew. Um, And so like knowing about, Hey, we can actually breathe with both lungs, go to a divine liturgy, experience the beauty of the Eastern liturgy. Um, so there's so many aspects of it that like, there's never going to be a time where I'm thinking I'm out of ideas on the share. Like there's always going to be something, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. So that's amazing, right? Because you go for, for me and, and Keith Nestor, you go from a pretty, I don't know, can I say bland, a bland, like Christian life where you have you know, your Bible and you pray and there's midweek Bible studies and there's, there's youth mm. group and there's like, there's, but the 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 buffet the chinese buffet you mentioned earlier nestor is mu- is much more limited i think than the buffet that you suddenly have before mm-hmm. you it, it's a it's a worldwide spread of so many different kinds of of ways of being catholic of practicing your faith i mean you can you can look at like like the most obscure you know, devotion to a saint in like the smallest, strangest country in the world that's just deeply rooted in that country, deeply Catholic, and go, wow, I've mm. never even heard of this saint, yet this devotion here is huge. The miracles that follow this are huge. The the piety and practice of the faith and the and the zealousness of these Catholics over here, it, it's amazing. I've never heard of this thing before. Like, it's just so, it's so diverse. And I, and I love that. I love that, that, that diversity mm. And the ways of being Catholic, like, you know, you, you even think of, you know, for a time in my life, I, pr- I pray liturgy of the hours, you know, morning, evening mm-hmm. prayer. And I found that so fulfilling to pray the prayer that everyone, you know, all these Catholics across the world, all the priests, all the religious are praying to, to join in that, right? As mm-hmm. Vatican II encouraged us to do. Uh, we, we forget this. I don't hear this very often, but we're, we're meant to pray these prayers. That we're encouraged to pray these prayers. That's a beautiful tradition to think that people all across the world are praying these same prayers. That's amazing. And that's just one little piece. Like then there's the rosary, right? Then there's there's scapulars, there's devotions to, to saints and practices like that. There are the relics which are which are mind-blowing and, and crazy and will really scare the non-Catholic Christian away if you dig deeply into that topic, right? There's there there's so much. And and Keith Nestor, you know this too, like the rosary. I don't think you would have imagined as a Protestant pastor you'd be leading, you know, trillions online praying the rosary trillions. every day, right? Like, that's crazy. Oh, man. Even when I became Catholic, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. But, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, that's why I love to talk about venture. It's 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 so much more than what we give it credit for oftentimes when we talk about it. And mm. when, when I talk to people about Catholicism, it's not so much from the perspective of, Hey, you better be Catholic or else because blah, 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 blah. I, I, I like to come at it like, Oh my goodness, you need to learn about Catholicism because it's so amazing. I want to invite somebody into something 
incredible, not yes, not yeah, yeah. manipulate somebody into something because they're terrified of what happens if they don't do it. You know, <laughs> like it's the difference between running away from something and running to something. And a lot of people, I think, approach their Catholic apologetics or their evangelism as, well, you need to run away from Protestantism or you need to run away from atheism or run away from non-Catholicism because all that's bad. And then at the same time, they'll say, you know, well, yeah, and the Catholic Church messed up too. We've got all these problems, this and that, but at least it's the true church. Okay, I, I hate that so much. I'm so tired of of <laughs> trying to evangelize people to become Catholic out of one side of your mouth. Then out of the other side of your mouth, all you do is talk about what's why it's so horrible and terrible and all the bad problems with it. I, I would rather focus on bringing, inviting someone into something awesome uh, and highlighting those aspects of them. Because here's the deal. Both can be true at the same time. We can have issues with human beings and problems in, in, in the church. And it can be incredibly awesome at the same time. That's the reality of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So which are we going to put forth to the world and say, this is, this is what Catholicism is all about. All of our, our garbage. Cause the truth is. <laughs> just, if I was going to invite you to my house. <laughs> that was great. So you, you said the truth is, and then you froze. And me and Keith just went, what? Wait, what's the, what's the truth? Keith, you got to tell is. us! <laughs> the truth is, that's everything. Yeah. Okay? You know, if, if I invited you to, to come hang out at my house for an evening, and I'm going to cook you supper, and I'm gonna, we're going to have an awesome night together, I'm going to make you something incredible. I'm going to put my best foot forward. The house is going to be clean. You're going to receive the best I can offer you because I want to provide an awesome evening with you, right? Or for you. But if you moved into my house for six months, okay, now you're going to see everything, okay? You're, you're, going, to get, you're going to get the full picture of, of what it's like to deal with grouchy Keith, you know, or when, you know, my daughter's dog, slobbers everywhere, you know, cause <laughs> he still lives with us for now. Um, and you're going to deal with what happens when there's nothing in the fridge to eat. And we got to have hamburgers with no condiments or toppings. <clears throat> um, you're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly. You'll, you'll, you'll see all that. Which one am I going to put forth to you? If I want you to be, to, to, to be involved, you know what I'm saying? It's like in the Catholic church, we've got to be able to say to people, look, here's what's awesome about it. Here's why it's so incredible. Come and join. You know, I'm inviting you into this. There's a place for you here. Not, oh, well, let me just tell you about all the garbage. (laughs) Here's all my, here's all the dirty laundry in the couch. You can just scoot that on over. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. Did you put a comment up there? I couldn't quite see it. Yeah, it, you, know, you know what? It was that the moment you <laughs> you putting your glasses on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, it was the moment the other two keep me. <laughs> I love wow. that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you I got to wear these glasses. You look really. You, have yours on already. you look really smart like that, Keith. I gotta. I'll be honest. This, no, grassroot Keith, you look the smartest. I there love. We go. I there you yeah. Go. I love those pop bottles. That's great. <laughs> that says a lot. Listen, we're all getting 
we're all getting old. I okay. So you talked about inviting people to your you know your house, uh, inviting them to the church. I love what you say, grassroots Keith, and you say it often as the imitate how to bring people into the church. And you always you always say bring them to adoration. Tell mm-hmm. us tell us why because I agree with you, and I've had lots of guests on the show who said the same kind of thing. This actually is Peter Kreeft's. Kreeft or Kreft, I, no one even knows. It, this is his challenge. Nobody I remember, really I remember reading reading him early on in my conversion journey, and uh, he's too popular to come on my show. But he's a great guy, awesome Catholic convert, and th- this is his challenge. He said, "If you want to test the veracity, the truth of Catholicism, go to adoration, because if Christ is there in the Eucharist, He will meet you." And draw you in. I don't know if you knew that, Keith, but that's that's a famous a famous Catholic philosopher's challenge. Tell us yeah. why. Tell us why you think this is so important as the in the route in for people to the Catholic Church. Yeah, mind you, I you know I'm I'm not a convert, so I don't know what it was like before you know essentially being Catholic. But I, I try to think put put myself in in somebody else's shoes. Like if I were to bring someone to mass, whether it's the ordinary form or you know, the extraordinary form is going to be very overwhelming. Like a lot of things that we're doing that they're kind of like, wait, do I do that? Like, uh, now we're kneeling, now we're standing, now we're standing. Like that almost takes the front seat as opposed to like why we're truly there. And I think adoration, you just hang out. Yeah. You're just there. And it's a, that personal connection that I think that, you know, and you, you guys know probably like personal relationship with Jesus is very important. And that's where I think we can make that connection is having like, we're just sitting in front of Jesus. So let it all out. That's let all a, your worries. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Oh, no, I love that. I love that. I hadn't thought about that before. I was taking the front seat, like those, the, the confusion around the standing and the sitting and the kneeling like that, that can, can crowd out, our real experience what's happening at mass. If you try and access that and don't quite understand it. Right. I, I like that. And so, Hey, try this instead Just sit, sit with, with, with Jesus. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think Peter Kreft is right. That Kreft is right. <laughs> what did you say his name? <laughs> that, I think that, it's actually cry aft. Cry aft. Peter cry aft <laughs> is right. Then Christ will meet you. Meet you in the Eucharist there. <laughs> he's gonna, he's going to, right. I, I don't think that, and I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if that, if that means, because again, for me, like I, my experience, my first experience of adoration as a non-Catholic Christian was pretty, pretty intense. Like, I can remember mm. just dying to go and finally finding out what, what time it was at and going there in this beautiful church from the 1800s, uh, which is old for, for churches in Canada and Europe. That's like, that's, that's modern. This mm. was old. And just the smell of the incense when I came in and the beauty of like the dimmed lights and the candles and the altar and like the, the centrality of like, I was immediately captivated by this by this thing right but mm-hmm. i don't know if that'll be the experience of everyone that goes to adoration right especially if you go with not not having done like i did like four years of research on the catholic faith but but there's there's got to be if somebody is going truly seeking to understand what's going on and truly seeking christ you, you got to think that christ is going to meet them there on the altar in, in some kind of way whether it's immediate or or a longer lasting impact or or you know, my, my friend, Dr. Doug Beaumont, who is also a convert and, and you know, taught at, at uh, Evangelical Seminary for a number of years and then became Catholic through his research and teaching, describes it as a pebble, the pebble in your shoe, right? Maybe it's a pebble in your shoe going to adoration that's going to 
start to bug you and eventually work away and, and be that thing you, you have to you have to address. Maybe it starts there, right? But something has to happen. Something will happen, I think, if you if you mm. if you go there, right? Yeah. Hundred percent. It's that yeah. seed. Planting yeah. that seed. Like it's Amen. it's hands off from us. I just okay. Yeah. Tell you Jesus. Yeah. Do what you do what you need to do. Yeah. Amen. I love it. Well, I don't know, guys. It's been an hour. Is this thing is this thing wrapping up? Do we have I a time so. on here? <laughs> why don't let's we see. why don't we, we take how about this? Hours. How about this? Let's take let's take five minutes and answer questions from the chat. If anybody has any okay. questions for Ooh, I hadn't thought of is there a chat here? Great idea. Are, yeah. are people watching? I thought we were just having a hanging out in the basement here. Jeez. Okay. So people in the chat, address your question to Keith. Um, <laughs> or Keith. And no, don't even don't say which one and we'll we'll uh, let the Holy Spirit we'll cast lots <laughs> to see which Keith answers. <laughs> uh, oh, I love I'm it. looking at my chat. I don't see anything. I think people left from my chat. I'm looking at the regular stream. Yeah. In StreamYard. Like, yeah. I want to say thanks to all the the, the viewers from the Philippines. I, I Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys. Oh, wow. I, I, people from Singapore here. We got the Philippines. We got all over the place. So I've, I heard that there was, so, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Some the Joan there, uh, I saw someone at a grocery store, this is on Instagram, someone's at a grocery store in the Philippines, and over the announcement of the grocery store, they were doing the Angelus. Like that is very Catholic. <laughs> I want to go to that grocery store. Yeah. Like they're just stopping and, and doing the Angelus over the, I wonder if all the ladies like said it super loud when they were like walking through the, the aisle. <laughs> I love that. I always, I always say, I always say that my show is big in the Philippines because it's always in the charts in the Philippines. I don't actually know how many people in the Philippines actually That's listen awesome. to the show, but I hope no one's here to correct me and tell me actually no one's ever heard of you in the <laughs> All right, keep little. If you see a question in the comment, you, it's up to you to put that up because I can't. Do I that will. Here's one from Catholic Arrows. Can you see with the glasses on? I, I I can totally see now. Is Jesus in the tabernacle as powerful as exposition? I I don't think Jesus has degrees of power. I think he's all power, all everywhere, all the time. I think, you know. So, yeah, I. Yeah, it's a good question. I was recently at, and I got, this is my own thing for, well, for me and the priest in confession to talk about, maybe, but I'll, I'll air my dirty laundry here for everyone to, to hear about. But right. I was recent. I was, a, a while back, I was at a, a conference, and we went with a whole group of guys into the church to listen, you know, to, there's music playing, and there was time of, of <laughs> confession, there was, I think, four or five priests around the, around the church for confession, and I was really miffed that, that the the Eucharist the host wasn't on wasn't wasn't out on the altar for you know in, in exhibition in, in the monstrance, I was kind of miffed. And it was just in the tabernacle there, like you know, the candle was was burning, so Christ was in the tabernacle. But I was kind of I, I thought, why why not? Why don't we bring out Christ on the altar for everyone to see? You know, in a bit more of a a, a tangible visible fashion. So I don't know that that it's more powerful but for me in that moment i was getting a little grumpy that nobody was i i thought hello can somebody just bring out what why not you know what i mean like i why not i don't know hmm i mean if like as a catholic you know 
the reason why the light or the candle is lit. But I guess if, if I was maybe not knowledgeable, I probably wouldn't understand like, oh, there's something in there. I don't know what it is, but if it's like during adoration, like it's, it's right there in your face. So is it whether more powerful for me, whether I see, I mean, it's like a sense of comfort to see the tabernacle candlelight on. I think that's more, it's a comfort, but when, you know, during adoration, like I, it's a different powerfulness yeah. to it, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that you can, cause some people are also asking in the, in the chat, if there's different level of grace you receive or if it's, if it's measurable, I don't think it's necessarily yeah. me- measurable. I don't think that anyone could say that it's measurable. And I'm not sure we, we know that, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's yeah. yeah. Good question. Yeah. Another question here. Who is your favorite saint and why? This is an easy one for me. I don't know about you guys. Can I answer first? Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> My Padre Pio, hands down, for me, and I know he's popular. I don't know if everybody loves him as much as I love him, but maybe I should choose more obscure saints. But for me, Padre Pio is just, he's the guy, because time and again, he has he has revealed himself. Like, if ever I was to doubt that the saints are real and, and praying for us and acting in our lives and, you know, and... and, and being a conduit of grace, you know, of God, of God's grace. Of course, not working on their own, not not doing miracles on their own, but channeling Christ, channeling God's grace towards us. You know, Padre Pio is the guy for me. Like I have so many stories of times when Padre Pio has just come in miraculous fashion. My favorite one is when I almost quit doing the podcast, and I was I was like six months into it. No one was listening to the podcast. Nobody cared, and I was like, this is. I thought, I thought this was a calling from God. I thought I was meant to do this. But why is nobody listening? Why does nobody care? And it was a lot of work. I was spending probably five hours editing every episode. It was like another full-time job. And I was getting, I was exhausted by it. And I remember I, I was sitting at the sink doing dishes, and I said, Padre Pio, you know, pray for me that Christ would send me a sign to let me know that this is I'm on the right track here, that I should keep doing this. Because I'm feeling exhausted you know, and I'd, I'd, I'd love to know that this is the right track. And I kid you not, like minutes, minutes later, my hands are in the dishwater. I'm all, I'm, I'm all soaped up. I get an email, you know, on my phone, ding, it, it dings. And it's like a, from a, a listener. And the email says, I love your show. You know, keep on doing it. It's great. I'm being fed mm. by it. I love it. And he signed the email. You know, Nick Gaboni, who I've now had on my show and I've talked to him, we're, we're friends. Nick Gaboni, you know, CEO, Padre Pio Center in America. Hmm. And I'm ah, like, and dude. I was like, wow. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Incredible. Padre Pio, you know, sent his CEO <laughs> to, 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 you know, as, as a sign. And I thought there's, there's nothing, there's, there's, there's no, I mean, there's no way around that as a crazy miracle. Like, so... That's kind of the silly deal for me for Padre Pio as my favorite saint of, of all time. There are other saints who have who have also shown up in kind of miraculous ways, or saints that I really can resonate with because I'm a cranky, grumpy guy and, and have 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 You're anger, cordial. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's, just, it's it's an aspirational it. aspirational title. <laughs> but for me, Padre Pio is is the number one, and I, every every month is some kind of new hilarious 
you know, blessing. I'm I'm waiting in terror because Padre Pio is one of those guys who did weird, miraculous things like, you know, walk through walls in more than one place at once. He flew at one point, apparently. I'm just waiting in terror to see him at one point. Like, you know, turn a corner at night, late at night, in the dark, and just see a shadow. <laughs> and just be scared half to death. And, 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 oh, and maybe have a heart attack and meet, and meet Christ face to face in that moment. So I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. What about you, Keith? Who's your favorite? Uh, who's your, uh, see? see, I did. I, I'll, I'll go. I was waiting to do that. St. Genesius. Oh. No explanation. Uh, no, <laughs> it's my confirmation, Saint. He's a uh, uh, <laughs> patron saint of <laughs> actors, lawyers, and prostitutes. So that's fun. Um, but he's, I mean, this story was just basically, he is back in ancient Roman times. Uh, Diocletian was emperor. And this actor, Genesius, uh, really hated Christians, made fun of them and, and plays and theatrics. And there was one point where he had to, I guess, do research on how to be baptized. And so he figured it out. Great. Perfect. And so on stage, as he's being baptized, he immediately converts and then profound, like basically professes it in front of Diocletian. Diocletian's like, are you kidding me? No. And so he ends up <laughs> killing Genesius and it's just, uh, yeah downhill from there or went uphill for genesius but downhill for diocletian wow. obviously wow when we were in uh croatia we went to diocletian's palace in split it's in wow. split croatia and where huh. you know he, he persecuted the church uh brutally and hated christianity so much and what's what's hilarious is this you know his palace is like the size of maybe like three city blocks. It's huge. And mm. inside it's all been converted into like this outdoor mall area. Well, where his <laughs> bedroom was is now a Catholic church. And they put the altar right where his bed was. The ultimate burn right there. That's oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. My, my favorite saint is St. Ignatius of Antioch. Um, I love his letters. I love his story. You know, he died in about 107 to 109 AD on his way to Rome after he had done something, we don't really know what to, to uh, anger the, the Roman emperor. And as he's being taken towards execution, he writes these letters to the churches. And the thing I love about him so much is that he, he's so clear about, about Catholicism. You know, he, he talks about the Eucharist, he talks about the bishops and mm -hmm. he, he's just got such a passion. He says, don't rescue me. Don't try to stop this. This is, this is God's plan here. And I will be ground in the wheat of these wild animals, you know, like this is my path to sainthood, basically. And I just, I've always, I've always had a, had a devotion to him. Yeah. He's one of those guys nice. that, that you read as a, a non-Catholic Christian and go, oh, geez, what, what, what have I been doing? Because he Dude, talks about bishops. The bishop? right? yeah. Obey the bishop yeah. as Jesus Christ? What? You, you oh, go, no. You go, wait, I don't have a bishop. What What do I do? And <laughs> and like, why did... Jamie Jake's a bishop? Doesn't that count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. One of those really convicting Catholic saints, right, who who lived, yeah, just lived that uh, that that Catholic life. Right and yeah, unmistakably Catholic. Like I, I, I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome, guys. It's been a, it's been a, a, a fun time. I don't know. Yeah, it's been uh, a blast. I, I, hopefully, people enjoyed watching this, and will enjoy watching this in the future. I don't know. I, I feel like I, uh, I don't know. I don't do live streams very often. It's kind of. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a pro now. It's kind of scary. I know, but this is it. You got one on your belt. I just realized <laughs> a missed opportunity for a thumbnail was the, you've probably seen it it's like a meme. It's like three Spider-Men are pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it again. Oh, we'll do it again. Yeah, we have to do it again. Uh, and, and thanks. Uh, thank you, uh, Keith. Nestor. Why don't each of us take one second just to share people, people who are listening on a different channel uh, where they can go to find and follow each of us. So I'm the Cordial Catholic, youtube.com slash the Cordial Catholic, uh, or, you, or the Cordial Catholic podcast. Uh, cordial is C-O-R-D-I-A-L, for those who need to spell that out. On podcasts <laughs> everywhere you find fine podcasts. Uh, listen to uh, most by, by most of Malta, I think, very popular in Malta in the Philippines and Singapore. So thank you to those of you out there today who are watching or listening from those places. Uh, Keith, where can they go to find your stuff? <laughs> one more one more okay, time. Okay, 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 okay. You can find me on Instagram. That's primarily where I do my postings on Instagram at grassrootcatholic. No S in that. Well, grassroot Catholic, no grassroots. I'm confusing people now. Um, also YouTube. <laughs> and that's it. Awesome. Well, you're on, you guys are on my YouTube channel. Also, if you're on that, if not Keith Nestor on YouTube, also the rosary crew with Keith Nestor. I'm on Instagram as Keith Nestor Catholic. And um, that's, you know, I have a website down to earth down the number two earth ministry.org. Nice. And I, and all kinds of awesome stuff. Thanks, guys. This it's, great. Was, it's been great yeah. talking to you, my brother. Yeah, this was fun. Thank Hello, you, Keith. Keith from Grassroot Catholic for organizing this. Uh, well, I shouldn't say or, organizing. I did for, it all, everybody. I for, did everything. I did all the heavy lifting. These guys are for, good. The people watching have no idea how little organization went into for, this. For getting this date on the calendar uh, and then doing nothing else to help this good up. At least... Least so unorganized. About, yeah. Until about right twenty here. minutes before we went live. Hey, yeah. are we gonna do this? I don't know. Are we okay? What are we gonna do? I don't know. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Will this work? Okay, I'll start a YouTube channel right now. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. But it was fun. It was fun. All right. You guys take right, care, gentlemen. Thanks for watching, everybody, everybody out there. God bless. Thanks for being God here. Bless. Take care. Love you guys. This show is brought to you in a special way by our co-producer patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Cordial a special thanks to Ellie and Tom, Kelvin and Susan, Stephen, Suzanne and Victor, Phil, Noah, Nicole, Michelle, Jordan, John, James, Gina, and Aram for your special support at the co-producer tier and making this thing possible. You guys are fantastic. God bless and thanks for your support.